After working for the worst boss in history for 20 years, Hashem appears to Yaakov Avinu and he tells him, Shuval It's time to gather your family and return to the land of your ancestors. So Yaakov calls a family meeting and he takes Leah and Rachel out to the field and it begins an extensive soliloquy explaining why it was imperative for them to leave. He tells them, I see your father's demeanor. His attitude is not like it was yesterday and the day before. I see the way he's been treating me and I realize that things are not the same. The situation is getting progressively worse every day. And after a long list of explanations of why they should go, the wives agreed that they should leave. And the question is, why did Yaakov have to go through this long, exhaustive monologue? The entire conversation could have been very short and succinct. Yaakov could have told his wives, Hashem told me it was time to move on, and for sure, they would have been obedient. Why does the Torah use nine psukim to spell out the elaborate details of what Yaakov communicated with Leah and Rachel? Why not just say, Hashem said we must leave, case closed. So years ago, during a Chinuch convention, an administrator of a girls' school asked Rav Shmuel Kamenetsky Shlita whether it was appropriate for a male principal to tell a female student that her skirt was not covering her knees. And Rav Shmuel gave a very profound and memorable answer. He said in his inimitable, gentle style, Speak to the heart, not to the knee. What he was saying is, don't impose, don't insist. Explain to them the significance of conducting yourself with modesty. It seems that this piece of advice is not only effective for teenagers who might be at risk if dealt with too harshly. It's great advice when speaking to anyone in general. Nishla Kaddish uses this same concept to explain why Yaakov didn't tell his wives in absolute terms, we must leave your father's house. But he first prefaced his remarks by telling his wives, And he provides a very interesting insight. When a person wants someone to do something for him or behave in a certain way, whether it's their spouse or children, employees, friends, it's not proper to coerce them to do it, even if he has the ability to do so. Even if he has the means to dictate in absolute terms, this is the way I want it done, or my way or the highway, says the Shla, this is not the proper approach on how one needs to conduct themselves. Rather, a person should try to convince them logically and appeal to their intellect of what he wants done, in order that they be motivated to come to the same conclusion on their own. This is far better than coercing them to do something against their will. The Gemara says in Sechtes Gitten, A person should never impose excessive fear upon the members of his household. Don't be a tyrant. Don't take advantage of the very people that depend on you for your warmth and affection. There are people who are very kind and compassionate in public. They'll be extremely gracious and generous with other people. However, when they come home, they turn into ruthless dictators preying on the vulnerable, imposing their will and enforcing their decisions without consulting the members of their household. People don't realize, but the mitzvah of Vahaftal Racha Kamoicha also applies to your own spouse and children. Be a salesman, not a policeman. Convince and persuade like a salesman. Don't impose like a dictator. The proof is Yaakov's lengthy explanation to his wives. Yaakov took the time to justify the need to leave Lavan, despite the fact that this was Hashem's command 
in order that his family agree willingly with his plan of action. There's an important educational point. When we engage their heart, they realize that the Torah is not a rule book. It's not a book of restrictions and limitations. Torah, from the word hara, is here for our benefit, a guide on how to get the most pleasure out of life. When the Shabbos table is beautifully decked out with nice decor and delicious food, pleasant conversation and great camaraderie, then the many boundaries are happily accepted. And Shabbos is not viewed by our children as just 39 random restrictions or 39 obstacles or a long 25 hours without a smartphone. When we appeal to their own intellect and understanding, then the word of Hashem is not perceived to be at odds with what they already know to be true. And then they will come to the realization on their own that Torah and mitzvahs are really for their ultimate benefit. And now we know. Have a wonderful Shabbos.